Find a moment of calm at Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. Can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable. <laughs> Unidentified flying objects. I want to Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slavic. I'm Kyle Sawyer. And calling 911 is typically called due to some sort of an emergency, not Bigfoot. But we'll tell you more in a sec. First, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. Also, you can watch my documentary, Otherworldly and More, on Amazon Prime right now. DVDs are available. Check the show notes for links. Okay, let's get into the story of when a man called 911 due to a Bigfoot encounter. Now, Bigfoot sightings are reported from around the world, and have been for a long time. In different regions and cultures of the world, the Bigfoot is known by many different names. Sasquatch, Yeti, Yowie, many more. Also, the phenomenon is more popular than ever. There have been numerous television shows covering the topic through the recent years, and there are two acclaimed museums on both coasts of the United States. Of course, there's the International Cryptozoology Museum, located in our home state of Maine. It's just about two or three hours south of us in the city of Portland, and famously curated by the legendary Lauren Coleman. And in the summer of 2019, Bigfoot researcher Cliff Barrickman opened a museum in the inappropriately named town of Boring, Oregon, called the North American Bigfoot Center. Now, more than ever before, reports are just pouring in from all over. The Bigfoot Research Organization is just barely keeping up. Cryptozoologynews.com speculates that it could be due to, quote, video cameras being built in mobile phones. Despite all of these reports, it's fairly rare to find the police involved in such things. Though our first episode of the season spoke of a police sniper and his encounter with a Bigfoot, there have been a handful of other police presence in these encounters, but it's not common. This case in particular is intriguing due to a call being placed to 911 from the witness. As we all know, emergency services record all incoming calls. This one has yet to be confirmed by officials, but many crypto-themed websites do think it to be authentic. Cryptozoologynews.com wrote, In 1996, most people didn't use the internet the way we use it today. Only a few had access to it, video cameras were owned by a few lucky individuals, and the media chose the stories they wanted to be on the nightly news. Nowadays, you can upload a video file in just a few seconds and share a sighting with the world. No news outlet doctoring needed, no editing. All original. Of course, this also brings a common problem that was way easier to circumvent in the past than it is now hoaxes. The digital era has been good and bad to the cryptozoology field. Good because we receive sighting reports daily, bad because, well, 99% of them are hoaxes. A 911 call is a bit harder to fake, though it's certainly possible. I do have a transcript of it. You want to do a scene reading with me, buddy? I guess, but don't you just have the call recording? I do, but this will be more fun. Okay, I'll be the operator. Uh, 911, what are you reporting? Oh, I don't know. There's someone or something crawling around out here. Did you see what it 
was it a person or an animal? Or? I, can't, I can't tell. All I know is my sensor light came on and I happened to look and see this running across the yard. A good sized man or what looks like a man. I don't know what it was. Just that it ran across the yard. Okay, you've had problems in the neighborhood before? Alright, this is lame. Uh, I'll just play the clip instead. actually kind of creepy. Agreed, buddy. Goosebumps type of creepy. Now, Cryptozoology News actually broke the call down into five points culminating in their opinion that the call is genuine. Those points are, one, we don't know the time of year when this call happened, which would be helpful to determine the possibility of the beast being a bear. Number two, the man sounds sober. Making an unnecessary 911 call could place you in jail. The person on the phone sounds serious enough and genuinely scared. Number three, the caller explained that his dog had been killed recently. However, there was no evidence of such an incident once the officers arrived. The question is, why wait days until reporting the death of his dog? Number four, he clearly states there is a man in his backyard. Then he hesitates and suggests it could be a thing or a big man dressed in black. We are assuming it is nighttime, so it is possible that a man misidentified the creature, whatever it was. And number five, he seems reluctant to call it a Bigfoot, as though he feared the 911 operator would immediately dismiss the call as a prank. Based solely on these five points and the little evidence that can be gathered from the audio, this call appears to be genuine. So, my opinion, I guess, is that I think I would agree with that, buddy. Like, it's just about the call being real, not that what he saw being an actual Bigfoot is real. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I would happen to agree with that. I think uh, I think for the most part, everything sounds only up and up as far as the call. It sounds like a genuine call to me. Yeah. And uh, Cryptozoology News speculated on the call a bit more. Uh, they stated, The witness placing the call believed there was something or someone in his backyard. But what or who? It is safe to assume that a criminal or a neighbor with a grudge would go to the extent and kill the man's dog in order to gain access to the house, or to take revenge on a personal matter that would explain the black clothing. Another possibility is that this was a prankster walking on stilts, which would explain for the abnormal height, and the dog's death was unrelated to the sighting at all. Okay, that's fair, trying to come up with other possibilities, that's the responsible thing to do. There's been a subreddit created about the incident, and a user wrote some interesting thoughts about the encounter. He 
started by writing, quote, There's hardly any concrete information out there about either the call or the circumstances surrounding it, and almost all of it comes from various paranormal or cryptozoology-related websites. But the references I was able to find did seem to suggest that this was at least a real 911 call that really happened and that local authorities did actually respond to the location. Okay, that sounds promising. That subreddit user, uh, he continued by writing, the incident took place on a homeowner's property in Kitsap County, Washington, located on the same named peninsula to the west of Bainbridge Island and Puget Sound. It's only 40 miles or so from Seattle, but Kitsap itself is a relatively quiet rural collection of small town island communities, blanketed in evergreens and threaded along a labyrinth of inlets and other waterways. According to the local tourism board, its quote, natural rugged beauty makes it a popular destination for outdoorsy types. And despite their proximity to the big city, residents don't seem altogether unused to the occasional run-in with strange woodland things and rivers a representative from the state's southern 18th district sponsored SB 5816 earlier last year, which if adopted would formally designate Sasquatch as the official cryptid or crypto animal of Washington. That's really cool. It is. Back to that subreddit user and the call, he continued by writing, He states he was alerted to its presence by a motion-activated floodlight and notes that just the other day, his dog was killed by an unknown predator. As the call progresses, he's clearly reluctant to characterize the figure as non-human, probably for good reasons. Most cryptid sightings are dismissed out of hand by law enforcement, and the individuals who report them written off as either conspiracy theorists or drunks or both. In many of the more well-known Bigfoot calls, the respondent seemed intoxicated. I'm thinking in particular of that semi-funny, semi-creepy, wholly entertaining tape from North Carolina, which seems to have taking place halfway through a bottle of wild turkey. <laughs> oh, I have that call too. You want to hear that? Yeah, let's play it. Okay. Cleveland County 911. I don't know if I should have called this in or not, but what's going on? If I have a camera, I took a picture of it. Took a picture of who? I don't know what. I don't know what it was. He's walking upright like a man. I would not kill it because I was afraid to. But he went back up the mountain. Cleveland County 911. Hello. Can I help you? Yes. This is Tim Fiedler. Uh-huh. Uh, you probably have my address. Yes, sir. What's going on now? Yeah, I shined a light on this thing, but I would not shoot it. Okay, what did it look like? It looked like a giant ape with a man's face. But I was afraid to kill it. And it made a whistling sound. He was about nine, ten foot tall with real long arms. I'll go out there, he gets gone. Now come back in the house, and he gets back there again, and my dogs are just raising heck. Would I get in any trouble if I shot and killed this beast, this animal, or whatever it is? Would I get in any trouble? 
I can't answer that question. If he goes too close to me, I will kill him. I don't know about that one. It really does sound like they're drunk. <laughs> Agreed. I think the call is real. I'm not so sure about what they're reporting. Now, there's actually another call that precedes the one we've been discussing this whole episode and takes place a couple weeks before the sighting call. In the clip, you can hear the caller report some strange goings on uh, around the wooded property surrounding his house. He states, something just killed my dog and my dog went flying through the air over the trees. I don't know how it did it. Here's the clip. Now, what are you reporting? Uh, I got a strange going on out here. Something just killed my dog. Something killed your dog? My dog went flying through the air over the tree. I don't know how it did it. Okay. Damn it, I'm really confused. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence, and he was dead when she hit the ground. I didn't see any cars. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence. Yeah, that one's kind of creepy too. It is, it is. That Reddit user goes on to aggregate opinions on what the creature might be and found two possibilities other than Bigfoot. He found that most opinions either fall with a black bear on its hind legs, which he does note, however, Washington State does have black bears. The closest known population to where the caller reportedly is is about 180 miles away, so it's not impossible. Um, the other opinion was that it was a person. The subreddit user remarked on this opinion by stating, The weak spot here to me is actually the caller himself, or more specifically his tone of voice, choice of words, and his general credibility as a witness. Unlike the North Carolina caller, he seems lucid and his reaction to the situation is consistent with someone who genuinely has encountered something that is not only decidedly alien, but acutely threatening. I actually think that's a fair assessment of the caller, but when it comes down to it, we don't even know if the call is real. It sounds real, feels real, but something like that is very easy to hoax. This is true. In fact, you and I made up our own call to show how easy it is to hoax a 911 call. We'll play it here. <laughs> really? 911, what's your emergency? Well, I, I'm not sure what's going on. Are you okay, sir? Yeah, but there's someone on my property. In my backyard. You don't know this person? Is it a neighbor? No, it's real big. Never seen a person this big before. How tall is... Oh, Jesus, what is it? Lord, get someone down here now. So, as you can see, that was a simple 911 call that Kyle and I created pretty much on the fly. I did a little bit of editing to it. And it sounds like a real 911 call. So, was the original call that this episode is based on a hoax? I think it's 100% possible, despite its very genuine sounding feel. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's always the possibility. I mean, I, I think I still more lean towards the guy sounded believable. Absolutely, because if you note, in my opinion, it sounds like we're acting. Right. It sounds like these two people in that original call were not acting. It right. sounded like she takes those calls all day. She's like, 911, it's your emergency. You know, like it was very, uh, uh, sounds like something she does a lot. And he, to me, was sounding like somebody that's seen something that he doesn't understand. Right, exactly. So I think you nailed it on the head where it's the tone of how they're sounding in that call that makes it sound genuine. But despite that opinion, my opinion, anybody else's opinion, we simply do not know. And that's where we wind up with a lot of these episodes. We just don't know what to make of it. Any lasting or final thoughts on calling 911 in regards to a Bigfoot? If you feel unsafe or something like that, then do something of that sort. But don't, don't go calling 911 just because... <laughs> 
<laughs> because you're feeling like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely don't recommend like prank calls to nine one one. Absolutely a, not. That's a real quick way to land you in some trouble real quick. Absolutely. Uh, but like Kyle was saying, if you feel threatened, whether it's a Bigfoot or not, do what you got to do and, and make the right choice there. But other than that, that's all you got, man. Yeah, that sounds about right. As we always say, oh, what's the one? See you later, Lou Bega or whatever. <laughs> As we always say, see you later, Lou Bega. That's what we always say. Until next time. Until next time. All right. about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind i can already taste it Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some mickey d's deal there's a deal for every moment at mcdonald's right now get two of your favorites for just 350 mix and match a classic mcchicken a hot and spicy mcchicken or a juicy mcdouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price Every family vacation, my kids break into the can-can. Can we go to the theme park? Can we go to a ball game? Can we get snacks? It can get expensive. But at Red Roof, we get a great price on clean, comfortable rooms and wake up rested and ready to hit the road again. This summer, when we rest and repeat at Red Roof, staying two separate times can earn us a free night. Plus, Ready Reward members can save up to 20% with exclusive rates. Book at redroof.can. I mean, .com.